empathy is one of those tools that as a master salesperson, you need to learn, but nobody typically talks about it and nobody teaches you. Why is that? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Coming to you live from the mobile How to Sell Show studios. And I'm sitting out here south of Sacramento by about 25 miles. To my left, I got a pear orchard. To the right, I got a slough. So here is the thing you need to know. I'm in my car. And so you may hear birds chirping. You may hear a little bit of noise in the background. But that's okay. The topic for today is empathy and sales. And I... I have got the opportunity to watch a lot of salespeople. I've got the opportunity to read a lot of books. I've got the opportunity to be through a lot of training, to go through a lot of training. And there is some skills that you can develop one-on-one, -on -one, and then there are some skills that you have naturally or that you work on over time. And so empathy is one of those things that when you take a look at someone who is empathetic, it's usually a lot easier for them to close a deal than somebody who's not. Now, this is not an absolute. I know a couple of salespeople, a couple of closers, that they are non-emotional in the process. They're just, they say what's in their mind, but they say it in a way that people get, but they don't necessarily have empathy for people. So it's not something that has to be there in order to close a deal. It's something that you can have. It's something you can work on. It's something you can look for. And, you know, I view empathy as the ability to understand and share the feelings that other people have. So, you know, you could, you could tell somebody that you understand. And then there's people who say, like, I understand. Now, whatever politics you have, if you could set it aside and learn from somebody, if you take a look at somebody like Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton, was so known for being empathetic, empathetic to the people that he met with. And he, and he would tell people, I understand where you're coming from. And people would eat it up and they would believe it. And whether he did or didn't, I don't know. That's, that's neither here nor there. But if you can model that inner Bill Clinton when you're talking to people and having conversations and going through a sales process, it is one way to show empathy. If you're like, Scott, I need an example of empathy, that's probably the best one that I can think of off the top of your head. Now, some of this comes from gut reaction. Your your interactions that you've had in life. And I, I will tell you that, you know, I, I look at what I've been through in my life and the amount of sales calls that I've ran and the people that I've got to sit down with and and the experiences that I've had. Part of it comes from the gut. And when you take a look at it, some people do have to go through more in life to have empathy for others. It's, it's an event that you learn from. It's, it's everything that you've been through in your life. It's all of the events, all of the good, all of the bad, all the difficult. And for some people, you know, here's the thing. You may have natural empathy. 
And you could look at somebody and like, wow, that person has natural empathy. But the other thing is, is they could be faking it. And they're so good at it that you can't tell. This isn't judgmental. It's just a conversation to say, hey, look, the people who have empathy have the ability to close deals for the most part better than, than salespeople. Now, this is not an absolute. As I shared with you, I've got a couple of friends that are closers that are not very empathetic, but they freaking close deals. And, and when you take a look at what you've been through in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, sometimes it comes down to the more weird that you've been through, the easier it is for you to have empathy for others. I, I look at the loss of my dad a few years back. I didn't have empathy for loss. And now I do. And if, if you have never been through grief, I can explain it to you. I can tell you about what it's like to be driving down the road and to start crying for no reason. And then two minutes later, you're happy. And then two minutes later, you're sad. I can explain that to you. But until you've lived through grief, it's not something that's easily explained. Now, I'm not telling you you have to go through somebody dying. I'm just giving you a real world example of something that I had to go to. I had to go through. I'm sorry. I had to go through. And so when you start thinking about it and all the events that you've been through in your life, if you start examining them instead of just living through them, if you start looking at them and saying, okay, what went on here? What were some of my emotions and what were some of my feelings? And I know, I know in sales, this isn't something that people normally talk about emotions and feelings. You know, that's for the buyer. That's how you can close the deal. But your emotions and feelings matter too, because, you know, at the end of the day, you put up a mirror to your buyer. They're going to match your energy for good or for bad. You go into a sales call and you tell yourself, I'm not going to close it. Guess what? You're not going to close it. You go into a sales call and tell yourself, I'm going to get, I want to think about it. You're going to get, I want to think about it. That's not a definite hundred percent of the time, but I've been with enough salespeople and I've been through enough sales processes of my own to know that that's typically what's going to happen. I want to remind you of something. It's hard to have empathy and be needy at the same time. So your emotional state matters. Really think about that. It's hard to have empathy for others when you're wrapped up in yourself and you're needy. And one of the things that loses deals, besides the lack of sales skills, is that need. I need to close this deal. I have to close this deal. If I don't get this deal, I'm in trouble. Well, desperation's a stinky cologne. Chief Grady said that in the Super Troopers. And I, I truly believe it. You know, if, if you are a nervous wreck on the outside, your buyer is going to be scared about what's going on. You know, they may have some empathy for you and say, hey, I'll give this one to you. There's been times where people have been gracious in my life where I've been given deals and I've closed deals that I absolutely shouldn't have because of things that I was going through. The way I give a presentation, they bought off my personality. They didn't buy off of my skill. As you're looking at uh, empathy in sales, the other thing that can really hurt you is me also, me also, me too, right? That's not empathy. So when I tell people, hey, I've got family on Oahu and I go there every chance that I get, well, sometimes people will get excited and say, hey, I've been to Oahu too. All right, well, that's cool. But like if, if they race ahead and they want to tell me about everything that they've done and all the cool stuff that they do, that breaks rapport. So anything that's going to break rapport is also going to break empathy. And the reason I'm bringing this up is there's a lot of people who confuse rapport for empathy. Me also and me too is, is not the way that you show that you're empathetic. 
You know, when you meet with people, there's a way that you feel to them. There's a way that your emotions strike them. And if your feel is all about, I've got to make money, it'll destroy any empathy that you have. At this point, you may be saying, great, Scott, thanks for the background, loving the podcast, loving the How to Sell show, but how, how do I have more empathy when I work with people? I'm going to give you a, a list that I have. One, you really do need to care about the people that you're serving. It's not about the commissions. It's not about closing the deal for the buyer. It's that you're there to take care of them and that you're worried about your client. Sales is the ultimate form of taking care of people. And I know that that may sound Pollyannish or childish, but at the end of the day, sales is all about service. And sometimes salespeople lose sight of that. And if you're saying, Scott, why does this matter? It's really tough to have empathy for somebody when you're wrapped up in yourself, when it's the only thing that you care about. I only care about my commission. I only care about my time. Now, I see this happen a lot and, and it's happened to me. When you put in time, energy, effort, risk, or money into an event, into a process, into a presentation, you have the ability to be rejected. You have the ability to have frustration. You have the ability to have loss. So doing the right thing for your buyer, for your client is towards the top of the list. You got to get used to talking to people, anybody, everybody. You know, it's interesting that when, when you look at some of the best closers, uh, some of the best closers are the best flirts. Some of the best closers are the best people people. And I said some, not all, because there's always an exception to the rule. So how you do this is you get used to talking to people. It's not something that you're just going to get off of one podcast episode of the How to Sell show or of a blog or of a YouTube video. There's, there's effort that you have to put in. There's things that you have to do to work. And one of those is talking to people. And I have an insatiable curiosity when I talk to people to find out about them, where they're from, what they're doing, how they got there sometimes. And then there's other times where it's an effort for me. It's a lot of work. You know, there's days where I just, I don't want to talk to people and I force myself to do it. So you may be saying, Scott, well, I'm, I'm an introvert. Well, okay. You can, you could be an introvert and learn a very important lesson that, everybody's favorite subject is themselves, including me. My favorite subject is myself. And you can, you can do some things to help with empathy by asking questions, but you can't do the annoying, like your 16 or 17 year old asking questions. And they're just basic who, what, when, where, why questions, because you're going to drive the person up the wall. You can say things and guide the conversation along, like, you know, tell me more about that. How did, how did that go down? When, when it did go down, what were your thoughts? What were your feelings? You can't just throw softball questions at people. Otherwise, it just feels like it's disingenuous. By getting used to talking to anybody and everybody that you can talk to, it really does help. Now, in the times where I, I'm not an extrovert because I flip between introvert and extrovert, I have to remind myself that it's easier to let people talk about themselves than it is to talk about me. And since everybody wants a spotlight, I'll just act like it's an interview, but I'll act like it's a podcast interview. Not like I'm just trying to get this over with. Oh my goodness. I've got five more questions. It's curiosity. It's like, tell me about yourself. How would you treat somebody if you had to sit next to them on an airplane for five hours and 10 minutes? I've had some amazing conversations on airplanes. I've also had some very annoying conversations and you learn empathy from talking to people. 
Now, when you talk to them, what you want to do is you want to look for their reactions. You know, the reactions just aren't vocal pitch and tone. It's not how fast they're talking. It's not how, you know, anger they are at the answer. It's not always the emotions. I mean, all that stuff gets wrapped up. Part of it is their body language. And you know when somebody is uncomfortable. So one one way to, to look at uncomfortability is going to be a sit, the, the person sits back and shifts in their seat. And if they shift away from you, they move their body away from you, it's a sign. It's not always 100%. It's a sign that you struck a nerve. You know, and, and, and just the saying, I'm sorry you feel that way, doesn't always go everywhere. Go, go anywhere, excuse me. So you do have to pay attention to what's going on. And if you're tired, if you're hungry, if you've had a rough day, sometimes it's tough to have empathy for other people because you're going through a lot yourself. You have to leave space for their reaction and their conversation. So, since my favorite subject is me, I can talk about myself all day long. And since your favorite subject is you and you can talk about yourself all day long, there's times where you're, you're sitting there thinking and you take a breath and you want to tell the story and you want to make sure the story's right. And so you take a beat, you take a skip, you go one, two, three. Oh yeah. Well, that blank spot in the conversation, that bald spot in the conversation, that gap in the conversation can be used to help build empathy. You could nod your head. If it's a good story, you could smile. If it's a bad story, you could shake your head. Uh, if it's if it's sad, you could always tilt your head down. You know, just if you adopt an emotion of happy right now, you're gonna smile. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you. Adopt a feeling of happy right now. What does happy feel like for you? It's gonna be a smile. There's gonna be a good burst of energy. And if I say, what does it feel like to be sad? You're probably gonna be a little sulky. You're going to put your head down. You're going to move slower. You're going to talk slower. So you could you could get a good gist from where somebody's at by the way that they're acting and the way that they're talking. Now, old school, old, old school sales is going to tell you to mirror people. And you can, which means that you're similar, not exact. Just because somebody touches their chin doesn't mean you have to touch your chin. You could touch your ear. It's close enough. But you could use similar words. Like if they say, I'm sad, you could think of all the other words that have to do with sad. It's tough to feel sad. Sometimes people are like, I don't want you to repeat me, right? Like me, when I'm mad, don't repeat me. Don't repeat me. I freak out. Sometimes when I'm mad, I just want somebody to listen. And so having empathy sometimes comes down to realizing like there's times to talk and there's times to listen. Know you have biases. There's, there's biases that I have inherently and there's biases that I have over time. And we all have them. We all do. And sometimes you have to see what's on the other side from what the person's seeing, what the person's feeling, and what they're going through. So for you, one of the best things that you could do is watch other people's conversations and see where those conversations go right and see where they go wrong. And a lot of times where it comes down where there's a mismatch, meaning there becomes an argument, there becomes a problem, there becomes a fight. A lot of times where it comes down where the person says, well, I don't feel like you have empathy for me, but they're not going to come out and say it that way. They're not going to go, gosh, darn it, Scott, you just don't have empathy for my situation. They it may get mad, they may get frustrated, they may get upset. But at the end of the day, a lot of times where there's a mismatch is because the person you're talking to doesn't feel like you understand what's going on. Now, one of the ways you can get around this and one of the ways that you could use a strategy 
is if you go through and you read Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference, he talks about when you recap and get somebody to say, that's right. That's right. Not you're right, but that's right. So if you could put all the nitty-gritty details in why somebody's upset, why they're having a problem, why they got an issue, why their supply chain isn't working, why their management team isn't working, and you could reiterate those things and say, these are all the things that I'm hearing you say. Am I correct? And if they say, that's right, you do have a form of empathy. And that's one of the coolest strategies that I picked up from Never Split the Difference. So shout out to Chris Voss. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo. Mahalo.